0: This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward B-E. That's IXL.com forward B-E. TL Talk Radio,
1: Season 5, Episode 37. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 37 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn funy and Randy Ziganfoos, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss.
2: And I'm Lynn funy So today, Randy, we're welcoming Andrea Getchus, Senior Design Principal Um, On the design and implementation team at Education Elements, and we've had a couple of other guests from Education Elements, so we always enjoy these conversations. And Andrea is um, working at Education Elements, the organization which is working with schools and districts to best meet the needs of all learners. And during the second half of 2018, Andrea wrote a series of blog posts uh, for education elements on the eight competencies that make for strong, innovative leaders. And today we want to dig into those competencies, learn more about what educational leaders focused on systems transformation might do differently to bring about change.
1: So welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Thanks, Randy. Let's start today's conversation with uh, giving us some of the background, the background story on Um, how you got focused on this work of defining these competencies of innovative leadership.
3: So um, my background is as a former special education teacher and then instructional coach. So my work at Education Elements has been um, being able to work in those two passion areas, but working across multiple districts to to help with change, um, managing change in personalized learning and strategic planning. Um, and the passion around leadership work really started when um, we started noticing that there were different uh, rates of success in different districts. And oftentimes, um, the, the biggest difference was who, who was leading the work, um, how they engaged uh, other people and elevated their leadership. Um, so it became a you know, passion area for me and something that uh, we really started to think about at the company overall. How to support our strongest districts but then also how to how to uh, share those learnings with some of our our other districts as well
1: so a lot of our work here obviously as superintendent and associate superintendent is around leadership and so we really connected mm-hmm. uh to the series and and made a lot of personal connections to the various competencies that you define in the series so we'll look forward to digging into some of those uh here in the podcast yeah.
2: So you mentioned you're seeing sort of this rate of growth and the school leader has, uh, you know, an impact on that on that rate um, and seeing Mm -hmm. outcomes that look different in different places. And you're thinking about school leadership through that lens. So why is that school leader so important in the process of transformation and and what makes, you know, for an innovative leader? And you can give us a quick overview of your your eight competencies.
3: Yeah, so we talk a lot about the culture of innovation. So how primed is a district to ensure, sustain, encourage innovation? Um, So an innovative leader is really somebody who helps ensure that that You know, the district is an environment or an ecosystem that does that. Um, Our eight competencies are really habits or characteristics that we've seen in leaders um, who do this really well. So they inspire that culture of innovation and then through their actions, um, others start embodying those leadership qualities and and sustaining the work beyond one or two leaders. Mm
2: -hmm. So the idea of really building capacity
3: yeah, so it's almost like it's, the, the leaders get to stand out of the way and let other people lead. But in order to do that, they have to be very confident in the work that they do mm-hmm. um, and you know where they, where they want to release control, where they want to hold a little tighter, where they want to provide guidance and where they can clear barriers. Mm-hmm. So we think um, innovative leaders have some similar characteristics, although I'll say they're more like habits. And each leader embodies them very differently. There's not one way to be an innovative leader. There's Mm -hmm. just a lot of different characteristics that we notice.
1: In your first post, which we'll link all, actually all three of them uh, in the show notes, you talk about uh, what you identify as the bedrock of the eight competencies, know yourself and nurture trust. So Mm -hmm. what are these and why are they important competencies for an educational leader?
3: Yeah, I, I think it's not, or um, it's very similar to other philosophies that you'll see out in, in strength-based leaders or um, just other philosophies of good leadership. Um, but what we find is that people who are very comfortable in knowing themselves and actually uh, know their strengths, know their weaknesses, and know when they need to continue to learn, when they feel uncomfortable learning... Um, that being incredibly self-aware allows them to, to also, it links with building trust. It helps people build trust. And once that trust is built, once they know, you know, a little bit more about what makes them excited or anxious or um, hesitant, they they can, it's a kind of mindfulness too. Like, when can you step back and say, I'm going to let others lead? Um, so really, I find that and I think we found in this work in general that knowing yourself and nurturing trust is one of those enduring, all of them are enduring, that these two are so important to constantly revisit to make sure that you're checking in with yourself and saying, you know, who am I? I think something that's also really important in the knowing yourself and, and building trust is knowing about your identity. So knowing where you stand and how your identity helps you access uh, resources, decisions or networks um, being incredibly self-aware about that, in addition to your strengths and areas of growth, is really impactful in how you lead and how you honor the the identities and the um, needs of others.
2: So that's really interesting the idea of identity because we've been we've been sort of tossing that idea around lately and um, thinking about you know what's really important to us in our work and mm-hmm. you know when people think about our district, what's important for us to. Um, to identify with, you know, what will people come to learn us as? So sort of knowing mm-hmm. your own identity and also connecting that, you know, in this case, what's good for, for us as leaders is good for us as teachers is good for us as learners, right? And we often talk about learner profiles through the lens of how do, how do learners learn best and what are their interests and, um, you know, under self, understanding yourself as a leader is, is just as important as understanding yourself as a learner.
3: Yeah, and we actually have similar, we have a an approach for coaches and district leaders and um, teacher leaders. So we've identified those different groups as leaders in, in school districts, and every they have their own set of competencies, and um, they all have nurture, trust, and know yourself as well. So we know that that's just important for everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense and it's easy to, to connect to those ideas in our work.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's actually, it's, it's easy to connect intellectually. I think we find in practice that um, it does take a lot of, you know, learning and knowing and figuring out what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people connect to it really, really well. And then um, what we help people do is think about what are the habits that ensure that you're doing that and you're constantly revisiting who you are. And being
2: more intentional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also curious, right? Like asking the questions and, you know, thinking about curiosity, how do our school leaders build curiosity in in their school communities through teachers, leaders, learners, um, community members?
3: Yeah, this is actually something we explore a lot internally at Education Elements. So how are we, how do we learn and how do we express our, or share our learnings with one another? Um, And it's trial and error. It's being willing to say, you know, this is a way in which I tried something new and I failed, or this is a way that I tried something new and it was really exciting. Does anybody want to explore it further with me? Um, Or what's something new that you all have tried? And sometimes it's related to the job, sometimes it's not. Um, Sometimes somebody tries a a hobby and um, they got this insight from pottery making that really connects to a theory and education. And when they get to bring themselves to that work, um, getting curious actually starts inspiring other people to, to want to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, So I find that through this work, I've been the most curious I've ever been even like since school or, uh, you know, in leading the leadership work, ironically. Mm -hmm.
1: So the last three competencies focus on driving innovation, focus on purpose, Mm -hmm. Decide deliberately, distribute power. How might school leaders release the agency in their stakeholders to assume that kind of power?
3: Yeah, I think that they're kind of contingent on the other two. So when you know yourself and you're getting curious, you start to understand, um, you know, where you want to put a stake in the ground. Where do you care uh, that things go a certain direction? So you talked about who do you want to be as your district, and um, I work with a, a a district right now who um they're experiencing a lot of growth and they have an incredibly diverse community and so something that they want to be valued for is their their breadth of cultures and knowledge and so um their superintendent is innovative in that he says you know this is something that we all stand for and how we do that is really up to you um and and similarly we can say you know, this is an area that I know other people feel feel very passionate about, and I don't necessarily have the interest or the skills to do that. And so, I'm going to release it. Um, I think sometimes we we believe that we have to be an expert in all things when we become leaders. And I think the reality is when you can say this is the area that I care passionately about, or this is the area where I can remove barriers for others. That that's when really powerful work happens because other people start to feel trusted.
2: Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that idea of this is an area where I can remove barriers and I and you've said it a couple of times and it's sort of just floating in the back of my brain mm-hmm. as I think about it. But as leaders, you know, I I've often said like we work to create opportunities and you know, in many cases that requires us to remove barriers and it requires us to shift our mindset to not say no or to say, yes, that's the way this has been done in the past. And yes, the schedule is a challenge for that reason. And yes, we don't have enough staff members to do that. But how do we sort of identify what those challenges are and then mitigate the challenge or or the barrier as you've identified? So I can really connect to that as um, being something that's really important in in this work as we think about how our schools can look different.
3: Yeah, I think that's actually a conversation that a lot of people end up having. So a teacher will have an idea and they'll say, you know, I'm really excited about this mentorship that I'd like to do with students. But, you know, as an administrator, you're thinking about, you um, your schedule, you're thinking about the hours that teachers are supposed to be working, how much you're supposed to give them for planning and lunch. And you automatically start Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, that's going to be really difficult. That's really going to be really difficult. But when you are able to shift the conversation to tell me more about the spirit of that, what do you want to accomplish with that? And let me see how I can you know, provide resources or create that space or give you a person to help you with that. Or get, sometimes people are just asking to work with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when you are able to, to see that in others, um, I think strong leaders see that less as a threat and more as an opportunity to, to do incredible work and mm-hmm. do it in an innovative way. Um, and I think the other thing that's really important that we've learned is leaders have uh, so much power in in what they say, and sometimes it comes with the title. So people will just say, "Oh, well, my superintendent said, or my principal said," therefore, that's what it is. And sometimes the superintendent really just intended that to be an idea or a brainstorm. Um, so I think we learn a lot about how when to when to take a stance, when something is an opinion versus when something is a direction. Um, and so I think really strong, innovative leaders are able to, to navigate, navigate both.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting insight, too, because sometimes you're you may be thinking aloud and not necessarily thinking for a directive, but it could be perceived mm-hmm. as that way. But, you know, I'm connecting back to your idea about curiosity and asking the question. Help me understand the spirit of that. I like that question. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Like, you know, what are you let's try to dig a little deeper so before we invite you to share what's next for you, let's hear about um, some of your ideas for our lightning response questions. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> so we added these questions this season really with the purpose of getting more resources for our listeners so, um, and for ourselves to sort of continue the, continue the learning. So we have three questions. Uh, first question who is one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about um, this idea of educational leadership and change and innovation?
3: So Elena Aguilar, I don't know if you're familiar with her. Um, she is someone that I refer to for for all things coaching, but really um, now she's starting to look into different areas. She's written The Art of Coaching, The Art of Coaching Teams, Um, she recently published Onward, which talks about resilience in the classroom, um, and following her, her website is amazing. Um, she's also coming out with a new book in the next year or so, I believe called Equity by Design. So thinking about how we can create systems that, um, you know, empower everybody. So she's somebody that I look to and have probably quoted a lot in our, um, our resources, but she's a, a fantastic resource.
2: Excellent. So we will link that site. It looks like it's bright morning in the show notes um, for yes. our listeners. Great. So if you were recommending one book to our listeners and maybe you want to reiterate one of Elena's books, or there's something else you'd like to share, what might
3: that be? Um, I'll switch it up. I think the one book that's really sparked curiosity for me has been a power of moments by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. Um, do you want a little more about sure that? tell us about it yeah so they talked a lot about uh, creating really significant moments of of peak moments so if you experience ups and downs throughout you know any experience but particularly in a school year how can you really make those peak moments really great
2: hmm interesting sounds like something that would be a good a good may read as we <laughs> get tired right like <laughs> yeah the end how to of the celebrate school year. Those big- yeah, yeah. Rolling into the fourth quarter. Great. The power yes, of moments. We will add that to the show notes. And last question. Is there another site or resource or person from whom you learn regularly?
3: So um, a colleague recommended a podcast for me called um, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text um and i am a huge harry potter fan and this was just a like they explore it as if it were a um you know, a sacred text and um it just it made me think of different ways in which we can interpret and learn and and read from things that you wouldn't necessarily think you know fictional texts would be uh that intellectually stimulating so interesting for all the harry potter fans out there yeah thank you for sharing
1: Well, there you go. So yeah, all those are great resources. We'll certainly put in the show notes and uh, we and our listeners uh, all will check them out. So to wrap up our conversation today, Andrea, what's next for you and education elements? What would you like to share today that you're working on?
3: Yeah. So we're really expanding our, our work with leaders and, and thinking about, um, not just what the characteristics of a leader it are, but also how does that connect to the work that you all do day to day? So um, how are we incorporating some of these, these, these habits and competencies into work around strategic planning or work in, um, you know, instructional programs. Um, so really relating them to, to what's top of mind for all of you. And, yeah, um, helping you be strong leaders through the work and the the goals that you all have. So, um, expect to see more about that in the next few months.
2: So in our show notes, we appreciate, uh, learning more from Andrea and, uh, we shared her link to her articles, how to become an innovative school leader, uh, part one, part two, part three. And also there's a great infographic there to check out if you're looking for a quick summary, um, education elements and the resources that she just shared.
1: Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how does your leadership embody the eight competencies of an innovative leader outlined in today's podcast? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season five, episode 37. And that's all for now. We'll be back soon with more conversations featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Andrea.
3: Thanks, Andrea. Thanks, Randy and Lynn. This is great. We can...